Welcome to Inspiring End-of-Life Conversations with Nina Impala. Do you have questions about death? How about events surrounding death? Or perhaps you have questions that need to be answered after death. On this program, we talk frankly and openly about the subject and invite you to share your comments and experiences as well. Now, here is your host, Nina Impala. Hello, hello, everyone. Glad you're here today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to get right to it and introduce my beautiful guest that I have on today. I love her dearly. We met through podcasts and I consider her to be a good friend. Trish Barker is a profound near-death experience during her senior year of college. This experience guided her to teach overseas in public schools and at the college level. Her near-death experience story has been featured on I Survived, Beyond and Back, Season 1, Episode 5, National Geographic's April 2016 article, The Crossing, the cover story for Simple Grace Magazine, an article in Women's World Magazine, Coast to Coast AM, and featured on the Dr. Oz Show. Trish's memoir, Angels in the OR, What Dying Taught Me About Healing, Survival, and Transformation. This book tells the story of her near-death experience, teaching mission, and eventual triumph over childhood trauma and sexual assault. The book also focuses on the importance of being of service to the world. She believes that joy, humor, and healing is available to everyone through a deeper connection to divinity. She interviews others, near-death experiencers, researchers, healers, and spiritual teachers. Welcome to the show, Trisha. Oh, thank you, Nina. I love your show, and I'm happy to chat with you again. Fantastic. So let's let's talk about for our audience. Tell us about your near death experience and how that came to pass. Yeah, so I was an agnostic college student, so I really didn't think much about death other than I had a vague fear of dying, and I assumed that I would just cease to be. I was raised in a Christian household, but uh, there was a lot of strife and sadness in my household. So really, I didn't see that religion had helped anyone. So I just loved university, loved studying and, and identified as agnostic. So when I had this car wreck that required emergency spinal surgery, and it was pretty bad, I uh, broke three vertebrae, completely shattered them and was in need of of surgery or wouldn't walk. I'd already lost feeling in one leg. All I could think about was the physical, uh, you know, that physical element of everything was so important to me. And I really didn't think about dying. So, Nita, I was so shocked the minute I came out of uh, form during surgery. I was just fascinated I was shocked. I was excited. And honestly, I was joyful because that consciousness outside of body was something that was far more intense than the consciousness within my body. So I knew immediately this was not a dream. This was this was the real deal. This was the spirit going on just in those first few moments. You know what I mean? Yes. I didn't, you know, and I, I don't think I've ever asked you this. Had you ever heard of a near-death experience or been familiar with anything like that before? Yes. And so I think that helped me process it pretty quickly. I've heard of people who had these experiences in the 80s and before that they didn't have anything to compare it to. But right. I knew a guy in high school who had a near-death experience. He wasn't at my high school, but I, I just knew him when I was in high school. And he 
overdosed on drugs and he was glowing in the after effects of that in the hospital and he was just full of light and he was preaching to everyone and saying, you know, I believe in Jesus now. I love everyone. I'm never going to do drugs again. You know, he was just, uh, everyone could see the energy around him as different. And that stayed in my mind. And then I'd also in college, I think I'd read an article or something about near death experiences. So I knew what it was. I even had a term for it. So the other part about that is integrating it into your life. So when you have a near-death experience, the thing that always gets me when I I talk to near-death experiencers is everything that you could have possibly planned in your life is now. That's not going to happen. It it literally like picks you up and puts you on a different track. And now you're going to go this way. Yes. Yes. So the experience itself taught me so much and was so profound. I, it changed everything about the way I interacted with the world. So I, the way I talk about it is I remember who I was at 20 and 21. And I was, it was like I was encased within a dark bubble and everything was about me and my fear and my desires and what I wanted to do next. And, exactly. and, <laughs> and kind of, you know, that, that looks like a terrible way to live, but it was also self-protective too. Right. The, after the near-death experience, I was felt like that energy and that love of God that I connected out there with expanded me in a way. And I didn't have that bubble around me and I felt connected to other people. I felt this immediate intimacy with people. You know, when I looked in their eyes or sat down with them, I couldn't help but love most people that that I knew that I met. And so that was a totally different way of being, but it also transitioned into a different type of career into using intuition in, in certain ways, not always calling it that. I, I became a teacher because that was what the light, what God showed me I would be doing. And it was perfect because I could talk to my students' ancestors and, you know, like get little tips on how to help them. Or I could just get an intuitive download about what this kid needed um, to hear. Or I could just basically be kind And that often had a good effect in a student's life because it's amazing how many people are out there struggling and they just don't hear a good word of encouragement that, you know, we need it so much. We just need someone to point out what we're doing well. Like I tell people and parents and, uh, and people that are mentors all the time, like just point out what people are doing well. They will do more of that. If you just criticize what they're doing, they'll, they'll start to feel badly about themselves, like they don't have talent um, in, in certain ways. But if you point out how they can succeed, then their spirit is uplifted. And so like on a basic level, I think that was part of the love that I was meant to express. Well, in your book, Angels in the OR, you know, the way you work with children, um, well, they're not really young children, but they were older children. So you taught at the college level and um, high school level, correct? Yeah, and junior high for a bit too. (laughs) Yeah. But the thing that I loved is the wisdom that you gleaned through, you know, you're near the, the experience and what you just explained with those kids that came from lower income areas was just, and this goes for adults and children, you know, is just say something uplifting instead of focusing on things that, you know, in that moment, you want to 
they're already down. So it's like, you know, don't kick them when they're down, bring something in. And I think that that is a beautiful message kind of around the board, Tricia, you know, for when you're out in the world and helping people feel better about themselves. Right now, you know, everything is so, I don't know, I don't even know the word for it, but, you know, so many people are having issues with being beaten down and not being able to express themselves and having to keep things inside and and maybe not be who they are for fear of, you know, whatever else is going on out there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it does. And so a lot of times the people and maybe even institutions and governments and, you know, whatever forces that are considered dark or threatening and are pushing down on us, Um, Many times these forces are not as powerful as we think they are, that really the light of love and the light of truth and the light of of God can change these forces. You know, like that's what I saw on the other side is that, you know, yes, darkness exists. And yet we can just remind people to connect with the light of God, because if we individually connect with that light of God, then we begin to dispel darkness around us. Then we begin to dispel it around others. And one thing, I think it was Matt Kahn, he said this, and it it helped me so much, but he said not to be too down on yourself to think that, oh, you've manifested this negative situation or this negative relationship. No, you're really brave and strong and you've been asked to clear something, you know, from, from society or from, yeah. 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 And I was like, I love that. Why not think of of what we're facing in society, what we're facing individually is we're warriors of light and we're being asked to bring the light to these situations to begin to clear and heal these situations. Yeah. So remember, everybody in COVID, we're being brave and strong and we're trying to get through this. <laughs> you know, I, I want to quote something from your book. I, I kind of paraphrased it a little bit, but Focusing on survival at this time, many people disconnect from their souls and focus on survival instead of engagement and often forgetting to love as we, when we are immersed in fear. So what you just said, you know, we were talking about intuition. These are two things I kind of want to pair together, Trisha, and have you bring in some of your beautiful wisdom. So a lot of us right now, we're focusing on survival. What's next? What's the future going to be? Am I going to get my job back? Am I going to be going to work? Am I going to afford my house payment? What's going to happen with taxes? I mean, California's a bit nuts. And so reminding people it's not just about survival because when it's just the survival, we're kind of disconnecting from our soul's purpose. So if we can bring that in with our intuition and maybe if you could help us Give us like your definition of intuition and, and what you think that is. And then maybe we can give our audience some ideas and stuff to get out of fear, reconnect to their soul's purpose instead of all the chaos that's going around us at this time. Yeah, you know, each generation has faced enormous challenges in life. And, you know, we, we can look back in history and think about what people have gone through, but what's the truth? Like what remains? What is the end outcome? Well, a lot of times people are fighting for evolution, you know, of, of 
consciousness. And it, that's what it seems to be on, on some level. But what what stands out to me is, did you love and did you love well, no matter what was happening, whether you were going through the Great Depression, whether you know the Spanish flu existed and you lost someone, whatever was going on, how much did you love? How well did you love? How did you reach out and help other people? What kind of community did you create? And for some reason, I think the messages of the near-death experience, the really basic ones, of course, the love, but the remind them to go to nature was another message from the other side and be like a little child. Those messages seem all the more important to me now. And I guess I've been preaching them to students for a long time. <laughs> I've been preaching, you know, little children can be brought up in the most abusive home, but you can see the child turn over and over again to the parent with love. You know, the, the child just reaches out in love, reaches out in playfulness, reaches out in fun. And so what can we learn from that? That no matter what is going on around us, let's enjoy the moment. Let's enjoy one another. Let's have emotional intelligence and keep choosing love. Because we're seeing people fall apart, <laughs> you know, like in mm -hmm. social media is capturing some of it in funny ways and in terrifying ways. And yes. And I would like for people to uh, just have more of a sense of humor and use maybe social media for fun more than anger. You know, yes. that that could be a, a much needed break. You know, humor is great, whereas yelling and screaming is eh, not as great. <laughs> like, so <laughs> there's that element. And then there is... Uh, the, remind them to go to nature. I think there's something about this time period. You've probably felt it. Other people have felt it. I feel completely normal if I'm out biking or on a trail or meditating yeah. under a tree. That's mm -hmm. a reprieve. Then suddenly none of this feels weird anymore. And, and people gardening and doing these types of things, I think, are feeling greater health because they're just away from the constant barrage of what is happening and they're more in the moment. So if we just stay more in the moment, like a child play, love one another and enjoy nature, then I think we'll stay in a better place with everything, no matter what's going on. So I want to just um, say about that is, you know, we just done um, my partner, Joe and I just got back from a, a little camping trip and I remember just sitting there and listening to the sound of the wind coming through the oak trees and the pines, instantly my anxiety or whatever's going on in, in my body just disappears. It just disappears. To me, when you're in nature, it's just this beautiful, true link to the divine, period. It's like, yes. this is me. This is where I come from, this kind of peace. And uh, it just felt, it felt so good to just be out there. So, you know, however people do that, it's really important. And I, I, I believe it with all my heart. And it's hard, you know, every time you walk out your front door, you're, you're seeing things that are hard to see, you know, you're hard to see. And I know when we just, we went to church on Sunday and we weren't allowed to sing anymore. And uh, it was hard, you know, so it was so nice to get away and just have that that connection to know, okay, I'm normal. I'm, I, this is me, you know, and I'm listening to the trees and the wind. It just brought me right back in, Trish, and it was so beautiful. So, yes. you know, I can't believe we have to go to break already, but what I want to say is when we get back from break, um, I want us to have some tips on how to dive into our own intuition and really pay attention to that, 
that and to be able to listen to it even in a state of chaos. How's that sound? Sounds amazing. Okay, we'll be right back. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Nina offers an alternative to traditional counseling. Sessions are not just 50 minutes, but a full hour. When you go in for a regular counseling session, many times you don't remember everything. Nina's difference is a summary email after each session and or a follow-up phone call if needed up to two weeks after. Nina also provides hospital visit consultations as necessary. Sessions with Nina and Paula are $250. And if you book a three-session package, you will get a $100 discount. Let's get you feeling peaceful and happy again. Losing someone we love is one of the most challenging, fearful, and heart-rending experiences we are ever likely to face. In her book, Dearly Departed, Nina Impala shares stories of her experiences as a hospice volunteer for more than 12 years and how those experiences prepared her for the final days of her own parents. Nina emphasizes the importance of being a good listener and living a good life. Dearly Departed by Nina Impala is available in paperback or Kindle edition through Amazon.com or your favorite book retailer. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to inspiring end-of-life conversations if you have a question for nina impala or her guest today call into our program at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to tutoring for the spirit at gmail.com now back to this week's program and we're back with trisha barker so we were talking about leading in, well, I should say we're leading into intuition. And so, Trisha, you know, from your NDE experience, in your words, what would you say intuition is and how can people tap into that and feel comfortable about it? Trusted, I guess yeah. I should say. God's love is incredibly empowering. And that's what I noticed first in the presence of God. And I'll, I'll get to how that links to and intuition, but we're often told by, you know, other people, our family, the media, we're disempowered a lot of times. And God's love showed me that I was fine exactly the way I am. You know, I'm loved. I'm at peace in God's presence. My heart is safe with God. And I think in order to hear intuition clearly, we need to get to that space. So if if you're confused and you go, am I feeling something out of fear or is this intuition warning me? Maybe do a meditation first where you really feel that love of God just flowing into your life and then think about the problem from an empowered point of view. 
but mm. also the whisperings of the soul is often intuition. And in my my sense that we stay busy, you know, we have work to do, we have this to do, we have to clean our house. You know, there's always so much that we're focused on in, right. in the material. The, mm-hmm. And the spiritual is a whisper. It's from a different realm. And it's really easy to brush it aside and just go, ah, I'm just going to do the dishes. <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to think about this. Yeah. And yet I would encourage people to slow down and to take a deep breath and to listen to those moments. If you feel love from an ancestor coming in, then ask that ancestor a question. Take a moment to, you know, don't just go, oh, that's great. I think I felt my dad um, kind of delve into it and ask go a deeper question. And, yeah. and, and just kind of sit with it. And I think that's the space that people maybe that haven't, ND, haven't had an NDE or maybe even never heard of this before that, you know, that felt like my dad. Oh, well, give it a minute. Sit down. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ask, ask a question. Ask something of, of the moment and then see how it plays out and give it time. And when you hear something and it doesn't make sense, Go ahead and give it space in your being for it to unfold in a way that will make sense later. Because that's how intuition has worked for me sometimes. I've heard something and I think, oh, that does not make sense at all. No way. <laughs> and then as time plays out, then it, it makes a lot more sense. And I go, oh, okay. So sometimes intuition, knowing a little bit about the future can be confusing because we don't know all the pieces that lead up to it. And like, for instance, here's a kind of a a strange one. I've been doing light work and just sending light to places that are in need of it, whether there's been, you know, a great unrest or murder or whatever might have occurred in a certain area. I knew that I was going to do this as a child. I got an image of this and and this is long before the near death experience. And I had no idea. I just thought, wow, am I going to be a magician or a witch or some kind of weird lady? (laughs) Like what is this? (laughs) Woo woo lady. Yeah. (laughs) But now it makes total sense. You know, as we meditate and pray together, we know that we raise the vibration of certain areas. We know that we send light to places. So, this is just a natural progression that has happened for people over time. And so sometimes knowing the future can be a little jarring, but just make space for it. Okay. So when we talk about vibration, I always equate that to, for my audience, is that talking to you raises my vibration. Uh, going into nature raises my vibration. And what that feels like is a lightness of being and a sense of peace that starts to take over. So, because I want to, I want to touch on that because I think a lot of people um, may not have experienced that, or maybe they have, but it went away quickly. But it, so, would you say it's kind of like when you're saying, you know, oh, I felt my dad, and you say, oh, but you sit with it. And the same thing when you're with people that lift you. When people lift you, I like to sit with that. It's like, wow, I was around that person today and I really felt good about them. And those are the type of people to surround yourself with right now, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Whether it's listening to someone on a podcast that raises your vibration, that I believe it's 
Abraham Hicks that talks a whole lot about that. And so whenever I'm depressed, I reach for anything, even if it's humor, like a little YouTube clip that makes me laugh. I know humor is one step out of depression. And then a spiritual teacher is another step out of depression. Meditation is another step. So yeah, just changing that vibration. You don't have to go from zero to 100, but you can go from zero to 50 and you know, then, then kind of step out of it. Yeah. <laughs> laughing. I like laughing. That's my thing. If somebody makes me laugh, they're a boyfriend for life. <laughs> I know. Amen to that. Like that's, <laughs> that's the clear way out of, uh, out of a bad mood. So yeah, I think we are in more control of our vibration than we think, but we do have to work at it. And so I, I catch myself and I go, well, do you really want to stay here, Tricia? Or do you want to no. get out of this? <laughs> and yeah. so, If it doesn't feel good. So that's, and that brings in that openness of the heart to be able to feel your intuition and to be able to trust it. That was one thing that for me in my life that I just needed to trust it. And now I trust it. It's like, no, I know. I know I'm following my own intuition. So yeah, I, go ahead. I, I'd love to add to that. Uh, That's so great that you got to that point. And for anyone who's not at that point, just trust yourself more. Don't let there be a situation where someone tears you down for your intuition just so that you finally get to a point where you trust it. No, it's better just to trust it. (laughs) Yeah, and listening to your own voice. I mean, I remember in a time when I was younger where, you know, what other people said to me is what I would bring in. And then I would make my decision. And now... I haven't done that in many, many years where I'm like, no, I, I know what I feel and I know what this feels like for me. And this is the, the path I'm going to take or the, where, the place that I'm going to go. So, yeah, that's great, Trisha. Thank you for that. You know, when you talk about, so the other thing I want to really touch on here too is how we forget that our angels are helping us all the time through many, many different pathways and through different people. and bringing that in, that was something that I, I don't know if I heard it on one of your podcasts or, so, or something where you said angels work through people to heal us. So different people that come into our lives. Yes. Yeah. So whenever you want to go hear a speaker or you book an appointment with a healer or therapist or even a doctor or you know, you're just interacting in the world, I ask that the angels work through people. Because it is just a way of adding extra energy to a healing experience, or it maybe it puts, say, a doctor at ease in order to make a better diagnosis, right. or it just facilitates safety and healing in situations. And maybe it even helps that person feel more proficient at what they do, you know, with that angelic help. And so I like to think that, yeah, angels are all around and we forget to ask them. So I'm always reminding people like, ask, 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 ask that your supplements work better. (laughs) Right. If it has to do, and I think sometimes because we are human, but we're spiritual beings stuffed into this skin suit as somebody called it one day. I thought that was so funny. So he goes, are you talking about the skin suit? And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's what you could call it. You know, it just sounded weird to me, but it, it also made me think of sometimes I feel like I'm stuffed in this this body and I just want to burst out of it at times, I swear, to bring my point across to the world and just teaching people you are not by yourself. You know, even when 
going through a hard time or anything. And it's true. You know, there's no, to the angels, there's, there's nothing that's not important, right? So, if, yeah. if like, let's say you want to find a job or let's say, you know, you're having problems paying your bills or whatever. I think you it's okay to just say, hey, I need help with this. You know, bring people or situations into my life that will help me deal with this and allow the healing to come in however that healing is supposed to be for you. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and to feel worthy of their love too because feeling worthy of their love and help helps facilitate a lot of that. And there's a, the angels are funny. Like I've asked them some difficult questions. I've asked them like, say you're dealing with a difficult person at work or in your family. I've, I've asked for their perspective and the angels just chuckle. They look at difficult people, even narcissistic people as little kids. They're like, Oh, look at them throwing a tantrum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. and, and I think, Oh no, but they do so much damage. And the angels are like, ah, don't let them. And I'm like, Oh, well that's easier said than done. Yeah, it's <laughs> but, true. Because I, I equate that in, in a place where they're in like in the first or second grade still. They haven't moved up. Yes. And the angels really, they're very lighthearted about some things that we take very seriously. Yes. But that is they're, so not, <laughs> they're not lighthearted about um, healing and protection. And so those are two areas where I think they're just phenomenal to call and on. They really shine for us. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. You you know you spend a lot of time with other near death experiencers, interviewing them. In fact, we're going to talk about your summit too, um, which has a big event coming up that I want to share with everybody. You know, is it is it you know kind of like a group of people that are all kind of it, it's almost like I, I in my brain. Of course, I'm seeing it. My hands are up in the air, but I can't <laughs> show everybody like this this large group of people because, I mean, near-death experiences are something now that I feel like, you know, God plucks somebody out and goes, no, you're going to be really good. You're going to be helping with this. So, you know, I needed to bring you here to have a talk with you and you're going to go back. You know, is do all of them find that there's a choice or do most of them want to come back and bring these messages to all of us? Because earth is in such a precarious place right now. I mean, this global pandemic is it's the entire planet when you think about it you know it's it is it's the whole planet so I guess I'm saying in your circles with people I'm getting to a point here Nina come on in getting to your circles with people that have had NDEs do you think that they're all here like in this mass group to uplift the planet in this time because there's a lot it's like I hear it all the time now (laughs) <laughs> well, I've, I've joked that death has become a really timely topic lately. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, no, it's, it's true. <laughs> and it's, the, uh, it's the message of the hour and how to be at peace, how to die alone and know that you're never alone. You know, if, if you have to be in that position, you know, how do you open yourself up to the angels and to, you I know, know all- there's so many, Tricia, sorry to interrupt you, that are dying alone because I, you know, I had a guest that was going to come on and her mom got cancer and she goes, I'm just so sad. I can't be there with her. She's going to be in the hospital for like five days. And to me, that, that is like, that's a change. That is a big change in our world that you can't be with your loved ones at their time. Oh, it's a horrible change. But at the same time, I really want this message out there to both the people who are grieving and the people who are dying 
to know that you're not alone. Like I know when my father was dying um, two days before his death, I already felt his parents there on the other side waiting to assist him and carry him over. And Mm -hmm. so they were there in spirit and I'm sure his spirit was already beginning to feel them and interact with them and be a part of that uh, experience. But yeah, death has become extremely timely. And I think everyone is going to, there's going to be a lot more near-death experiencers and there's going to be a lot more people who have spiritual awakenings in this time. And it's going to be beautiful because a lot of us, even who are just quarantined, are getting to a point where we're realizing, okay, I have to meditate more. And the veil is thinning. There is so much more information waiting to come into our lives to assist us in a difficult time. So I think this is a great time of beauty. Most near-death experiencers, honestly, that I've talked to didn't want to come back because once you were in that presence oh of gosh. God. I mean, yeah. I think about it. I think about it. You know, I'm not going to lie about it. I think a lot of people right now think that the, the, the earth is a really hard place to be. You know, and if you've had, I've had shared experiences myself with my own mother and several other people that I've helped in hospice that I've gotten a glimpse of the love and not like you, but I've gotten a glimpse and I'm just like, you know, take me with you, (laughs) you know, it's like that kind of feeling, you know, no, I I don't want to go. I have people in my life that I love very much and it's not my time, but my point is it's, it's a challenge. And so, like you say, death is so timely right now. And I think it goes, it's going through a lot of people's minds because of what's going on. And I mean, for the NDE people, it's like, boy, what, what, what was I thinking? You know, I should have stayed. Does everybody have that choice, Trisha? Um, no, most of us are forced back and it feels like we're bringing this huge consciousness and stuffing it back in that skin suit, you know, and it's, oh, yeah. it's really annoying. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't tell you how annoyed I was to be just me. I didn't even like to say my name, which a lot of near-death experiencers who are kids refuse to go by their name anymore because that they're like, oh, that's that individual that I have to be. Like, they feel oh, wow, so that's connected. fascinating. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. And so talking with all these different experiencers, one of them um, who's going to speak at my online summit, Ingrid Hockle. Let's talk about it. Yeah, she was a child. So she was a child who drowned and she did not identify as herself after that. You know, she was very much in touch with the angels and she simply could not be just little Ingrid. (laughs) She was so much more than that. And yet the angels told her to wait 20 years to talk about it. So she became a scientist and and waited that long. And and each one of these people, whether a near-death experience or a healer, have had these transformative experiences that just, as you said at the beginning of this program, you're on one path and then your whole life trajectory goes in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And it's really directed by spirit, by intuition. And it doesn't matter if you're given an exact purpose or just a general purpose of love. Yeah. You know that whatever it is you're doing, you're infusing it with that light from the other side, that wisdom from the other side and that love. And so... I created that summit because I just wanted a day for people to be immersed in it and to, you know, if they don't connect with my story, maybe they'll connect with someone else's. And yeah, yeah. By the end, hopefully they've connected with lots of them, but by the end, it's kind of undeniable. I think when you listen to this many people, 
you kind of go, okay, yeah, they've really experienced something. Well, it's, yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, in the trajectory, I mean, even for people that haven't had NDEs and my partner and I, we talk about this a lot. It's like, okay, we, we made plans and then God's like, nope, you're going to go this way. It's like, okay. You know, and you just have to let go of what you thought you, the direction that you were going to go. And uh, I know for all my NDE people that I've talked to, they're just, when they tell me what their life was supposed to be before their NDE and then the direction they're going, it's, it's, they're, it's two opposite ends of the earth, you know? So it's, it's, it's so cool. I love it. And, you know, when we get back, we've got, uh, I've got a minute here. We've got to go to break. And what I really like to talk about when we get back is your online summit and tell us some stories and some of the people that are going to be on there. Um, it's going to be great. So we'll be right back. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Nina offers an alternative to traditional counseling. Sessions are not just 50 minutes, but a full hour. When you go in for a regular counseling session, many times you don't remember everything. Nina's difference is a summary email after each session and or a follow-up phone call if needed up to two weeks after. Nina also provides hospital visit consultations as necessary. Sessions with Nina and Paula are $250. And if you book a three-session package, you will get a $100 discount. Let's get you feeling peaceful and happy again. Losing someone we love is one of the most challenging, fearful, and heart-rending experiences we are ever likely to face. In her book, Dearly Departed, Nina Impala shares stories of her experiences as a hospice volunteer for more than 12 years and how those experiences prepared her for the final days of her own parents. Nina emphasizes the importance of being a good listener and living a good life. Dearly Departed by Nina Impala is available in paperback or Kindle edition through Amazon.com or your favorite book retailer. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to inspiring end-of-life conversations. If you have a question for Nina Impala or her guest today, call into our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to tutoringforthespirit at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Okay, we're back with Trisha Barker. We are going to uh, talk about your beautiful online summit that's coming up. And uh, just tell us about that, Tricia, because I really want people to know about it. It's easy to find and it's free. 
Yeah. So basically about three years ago, I got this message from the other side. I was meditating and I said, I want to bring a piece of heaven to earth. How do I do that? And of course, it just unfolded the way it did. I met a woman who is way more technical than me and is able to, you know, help me uh, put together a summit like this. And then, of course, since I interview people, a lot of these people I just know or I've come across, but Last year, I had him speak, and this year, he's speaking again. But David Ditchfield has such an amazing story. He was run over by a train and had just... Yes. Yeah, he had just incredible injuries. But the day before that accident, he had read about how babies... Uh, just if they are in an accident, they relax their bodies and they don't um, suffer as much. So he just relaxed as the train ran over him. And then he had a long surgery where he felt angels assisting in the surgery like I did. But but what's fascinating and what just brings in, makes people's jaws drop is he brought in music from the other side. So he just played guitar, but now he downloads operas and, and classical music from the I other side. Goosebumps everywhere. Yes. Yes. So it's just amazing. His story is just unbelievable. And, you know, he's just one of many people that are stepping forward, people from all walks of life. So, I mean, people who were world champion athletes, marketers, uh, people who like Ingrid and Ishtar who had experiences in childhood and childhood NDEs are fascinating. They basically, you know, they spend their whole life in this place for the most part, you know, they're plucked out of the continuum and as PMH Atwater talks about, and they are never the same, you know, their intelligence level is incredibly high and they, uh, you know, they're, they're just changed, but I also have quite a few near death experiencers and others who are true healers. Uh, Dorothy Rowe has a YouTube channel and she does all kind of free downloads and, and talks about healing. She healed herself from, from many um, illnesses. And so I find her personally healing. Uh, there's been certain things that I've listened to on her YouTube channel and I've had physical healing. So I'm really excited to bring all these speakers to the public and it is free on August 1st and 2nd. You can just go to my webpage and, and sign up Trisha Parker. And what's the youngest in, in children that you've seen with NDE Trisha? That's kind of interesting, you know, because they're yeah. so innocent as it is, you know, and how do they have any of them, you know, I mean, you think of a child dialing violently or um, that's so sad, you know, but I guess, well, tell me more about that. Yeah, so Ingrid of, of the group, she was four when it happened. And, you know, there's an innocence. A lot of children die through drowning because they're just playing in or around water and okay. they don't think about drowning. And when it happens, yeah, they're a little bit scared. But what she saw was her mother. And this is so beautiful because it. I, many people know how there's a spiritual bond between parents and kids. She saw that her babysitter didn't feel her drowning in that moment, but her mother was all the way across town, and it, it makes me want to cry, and dropped what she was about to purchase and ran home and saved her daughter, and that's, that's how she was saved, but oh she, felt, she felt it. And when they come back, do they really have the words to talk about it or they just have to wait in those, you know? No, they don't. They throw fits and they're interacting with spirit and they feel so different and they don't have the language for it. But they definitely 
many, it's interesting when I interviewed PMA Chatwater, she talks about how many of them go into science because they want to understand how things work. They, they're so fascinated. Like people who have these experiences later in life might go into one of the speakers is Peter Panagor and he had his experience in the, in his twenties. And then he went into divinity school and, and that's not uncommon for people either to study Buddhism or Christianity or some religion and be fascinated by that. But kids go into science a lot of times. That's so fascinating the way they do that. Yeah, because I just can't imagine, you know, for the parent, you know, there, I think there was a movie out where, um, well, that was the movie Heaven is for Real. And when the boy came back, he had seen um, a, a baby that the mother had lost. It was a true story. Do you know that movie? And yes. he, he um when he said to his mother, I saw, you know, either was think it was a baby sister or something and her eyes just popped out of her head. Like, how did you know that? To me, that was such confirmation when it comes from a child, you know, yes. yeah, I saw Jesus and I, I saw my sister, you know, and it's, it's mind blowing, but so beautiful. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's interesting. Like I, think at the summit, I've categorized some of the people by the gifts they bring back from the other side, whether it's healing, whether it's mediumship. I have the Southern Bell medium and Carolyn Clapper, who are both mediums. And, and you know, that's an interesting gift that, that can sometimes happen. Like suddenly you just know you're talking to the dead yeah, <laughs> and, and that just becomes a part of your life. But, but then others really focus deeply on healing. I know Anita Morjani's story hit the public in a major way, but she's not the only one. You know, there are so many people who have experienced profound physical healing yeah. after. Where there's you in your mind and for the doctors, it's just like, there is no way this person is going to live. And then they come back and they're cancer free or their, their wounds are completely healed and they came to do their job. Yeah. And, yeah. And it just seems like what you were saying earlier about death being, you know, the main topic right now. We were talking about that earlier. And I feel like so many people are at this place in their life where they need this so badly because of everything happening on the planet. And so we're bringing, we're bringing wisdom let me see. I, you know, I feel this more than I can speak it. Sometimes, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like there's a there's an energy that that's moving. And I know for myself and for other NDEs and any of my audience that's listening out there, we're really it's it is a call. It's like we need you, you know, because there's this weird little paradox going on on the planet where there's just it's 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 really the fight between good and evil, you know, and lifting the light and bringing the earth into a higher vibration. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a heavy energy. Like I thought I was prepared for anything yeah. <laughs> because of my experience, but I have to tell you that, you know, it, it, it kind of hit me at first and in, in just a real palpable way. And yet I know from experience, I know that the other side is right there waiting to, help us. And so all I can say is, you know, 
creating something like the summit, the show that you do, reaching out to others, meditating more, anything that you focus on that is spiritual at this time amplifies your ability to cope and it amplifies your ability to make a difference in this world. And it's, I, I like to think of us cocooning a little bit, like we're going to really be a lot freer like that butterfly after this event. That's that's a lot of what I'm hoping for, and just bringing to people these, you know, like talking about your summit. So when people come on the summit, um, there's different. Like, how does the platform work, Tricia? Yeah. So basically, if you go to my website or you know Instagram, um, you can find the link, and you can sign up for free. And I'm just going to send a link the week before, which on August first and second from noon. Central time to about six, the speakers will just be talking and giving their energy to the crowds of people listening, and then people can ask questions. And so the last 20 minutes of each speaker is dedicated to questions from the audience and questions from me that, because a lot of times I... I just relate to the speakers, but I love hearing the audience questions and I love hearing what people want to know and, you know, what they want to transform in their lives. So there's that. And then if they want to own the videos and hold on to them, there's, you can do that for a price, but, um, but yeah, I just wanted to make it free for anyone who wants to dedicate the time and and doesn't have the money to uh, really just sit there, meditate and take it all in and have a day, make a day of it. And it's kind of fun. Like we feel like a group on that day. Oh yeah, of course. And you know, when you're talking about your audience, you know, um, one of the things that I find is why I like, you know, when I have my show, I like to discuss vibration and discuss the light because these are, there's, these are terms that you and I are very comfortable with, but there's a lot of people that are just waking up. And so, a lot. I love hearing exactly what you say, what the audience wants to know, you know, and I encourage that. I want people to email me after shows and ask me questions so that I can bring to you what you need to hear. And um, because it's, it's so interesting, you know, when, I, when I've gone to other speakers, you know, even talking about Matt Kahn, the, the way people come in to talk to spiritual people that have been on the other side or have this deep wisdom maybe that they're born with the rest of the people out there you know we're the little sheep that are coming in going hey you know we want to learn this and we want to figure this out and want to know what it feels like that I think is more important than anything it's like what you feel what I feel I want other people to feel that that sense of peace when you're standing under an oak tree or how what it feels like to really open your heart and to have that light just come in, you know, and what that feels like. Because being people that have had an NDE, there's or shared experience, there's a there's a something inside of us that allows us maybe to get there in a way um, not faster, but it's something we've experienced before. And I believe that there's other people that really have a hard time experiencing that, you yeah, know, because it's new for them. You're right. It's a pathway that we've taken before, so it gets easier, I think, in some ways, where at least we know how to go. Most um, of the time. <laughs> most of the time, yeah. And if there's anything I would just love to give to people, like if I could just not even talk and just like stand on the stage and put my hands out there and then just like send God <laughs> to everyone, oh my God, I'd be so happy. <laughs> like that oh, would me be. Too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> you know? But I if think only... sending love. 
I think sending love like you talk about, you know, in some of the places and stuff. I forgot about that. You know, it's a really good reminder if you're seeing something on the news or the front page of the paper. I used to send Reiki to um, different people or if I saw something on the front page of the paper that bothered me it was when we had newspapers or, or even online. You know, I think, okay, let me just sit for a minute and send love to that. And it, it sounds so simple, but it's so incredibly powerful. It's a prayer that you are putting out there because of the love that you carry in your heart and the way that you care. Amen to that. That, you know, instead of jumping into fear when we see COVID numbers rising, just pray for every person who has been tested positive. Like just send that light, send that light to your community. When you see something that disturbs you, violence or unrest, Yes. then send love instead of thinking about the fear. Because conversations so quickly spiral into fear instead of just sending love. And it doesn't, you know, you can still take care of yourself. You can still take precautions. You can still, you know, do what you need to do in your life, but you can also send love. <laughs> always, always. Trisha, what's a good contact for you? If you can bring that up right now or just talk about your website. Yeah, so Trisha, T-R-I-C-I-A, Barker, B-A-R-K-E-R-N-D-E dot com. And then if you just Google me on uh, YouTube or Instagram, I'm sure, you know, you'll find me, but that Trisha Barker, N-D-E, is the main website. Well, it's it's just been a pleasure and it's flown by. And I hope this wonderful uh, Talk helped a lot of people, Tricia, and I will be seeing you at your online summit, and I thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, thank you for your great show. It's such a pleasure. It did fly by. <laughs> it did. It did. So thank you, and, and we will uh, talk soon. Thanks. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. So I want to really thank everybody for joining today. This was, excuse me, this was just such a powerful show. And I hope that everyone out there is is doing okay. You know, and being honest, I've had my own little challenges and I'm really trying to stay focused and centered in God's love and light and bringing to other people in any way that I can that same love and light. Usually it's in silence. It's not anything that I do in a way that is, loud. I just, inside my own heart, if I see something, I just ask God to send love to that person, whoever that may be, even if you're driving on the freeway. It's really important right now to just stay centered and know that you are light, know that you come from the light, and uh, the skin suit you're in is going through some troubles right now. So, hang in there, and uh, I'll see you next week. Thank you always for listening. Take care. Bye-bye. Hope you have found hope in this week's edition of Inspiring End-of-Life Conversations. Please join your host, Nina Impala, for another program next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again soon.